to Reverse Psychology, the Frasier Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we're covering Season 10, Episode 18, Row to Perdition, which originally aired on March 18th, 2003. Is this when the Crane crime family finally goes down? We all find out. I'm your host, Curtis Shack. Joining me as always, it's our resident Upside Downer. It's Ryan Tinsone. Kurt, I still don't know what perdition is, but I am excited to be here anyway. Also with us today is our fish egg. It's Bradley Kirkston. What up, what up, what up? Fish egg was my nickname in high school, so that's perfect. Yeah, big increase for you. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt always really set me up for like a good podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just love it. I love the enthusiasm. I love the positivity. And I love Curtis's terrible way of naming me. So it's been great. <laughs> Well, if you're enthusiastic for that, I think you're going to be over the moon for today. We have a special guest, a returning guest, and one who hopefully this time watched the episode. It's Vitaly Steer. Yo, yo. I don't know when this happened. Why have we brought back Vitaly, who many <laughs> listeners have said, I forgot he was there? It started with the private text. Well, hold on. First of all, I just want to say he has already uh, said more in this episode than he did in the last <laughs> one. So already this has proven successful. I don't think we're going to get much better analysis from him than his a wife shares a name with the main actor. That was a big revelation, and I don't think we're going to get much deeper than that. It was a legit answer. <laughs> What's legit? Brad, do you want to, to go ahead with your, your explanation? Sure, I'll do the long version. I was leaving work one day. I was sitting in my car, and I got a text message from Curtis We don't Jack. have time for the long version. <laughs> I was like, oh, what does this text say? And it said, hey, this episode is all about, you know, Vitaly's life. Should we ask Vitaly to be on the show and i said absolutely what right. i what i said was why was uh, part I'm of this sure. why why did why did our, <laughs> why did our our special reoccurring guest get the nod for this question and not me so, so here's here's what happened so i remembered that this episode had russians in it and russian speaking in this and i thought we know exactly one person who speaks russian and I said privately to Brad, because I didn't want to tip off to Ryan, I, I didn't want to give you spoilers that there'd be Russian far, in it. I somehow thought that was... Of, how far ahead was this? Uh, early May. <laughs> this is like two or three episodes ahead. You wanted to book Vitaly ahead of time because you were worried that his busy social life, he might be going to oh, the opera. It gets better. I checked in with Brad to find out if Vitaly would be um, a worthwhile. It would be more than asking him. And he said yes. So I asked Vitaly if he'd be willing to watch the episode. He reluctantly said yes. And then he said, when do I need to watch it? And I said, I don't know yet because it's too far ahead for me to say for sure. You just asked him if he would watch an episode in the future. Yes. And then I completely forgot about all of this and didn't text him until late last night. I want to hear Vitz said. I, I only agreed to it if I got all four railroads and both utilities. Oh, there you go. <laughs> which which I was promised in exchange. So I am yeah, that after this episode. Uh, I think you actually won this the trade. I think this was a... We'll talk about the episode, but you could have done much worse. This wasn't Freudian sleep that Curtis conned you into, so that's good. I mean, I, I, he didn't watch that one, but sure. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So before we get into the episode, did this raise your radar for caviar? Like, have you guys had caviar in the past? Of course. Well, you're Russian. Sorry, that question was that question was not to you, believe it or not. Um, I don't think I have. Brad? Yes, I have at a Russian wedding. Now, did you did you like it? I do. I do like caviar. I'm sorry. What is it pronounced? How is it pronounced? I don't even. We don't have time for that. <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna focus on every mispronunciation for Brad tonight, we're not getting through this. Nervisto. Uh, what? Were you addicted to it, or were you like that was fine, or was it good? Like, where do you have it on the? 
on the food yeah. scale. Were you at the double tree when you had it? Uh, no. And uh, Russian yeah. wedding seems like a good, your best, really Brad's best shot of having it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So at this, it was very, very good. I just remember feeling very smooth. Like I was eating a pillow. I regret asking you that. Do you like it? <laughs> yeah. I, I, and is it because you enjoy the taste of pillows or whatever the fuck Brad said? It does not taste like pillows. It's uh, it's a little salty. Um, it's really good. Well, is it like uh, do you, do you crave it ever, or is it is it just no. above average? Like no. Yeah, where do you I've... where do you put it on the food scale? It's it's fine. It's something that we eat. I wouldn't say like we don't treat it like cocaine like they do in the episode. Spoiler alert! Did you have bluefin tuna, caviar, or whatever the hell it was? Beluga. 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 Whatever, guys. I, I have I have had that one, but typically we I've get this. Beluga. We get the salmon ones, which is the like the they're like orange instead of the black ones. Uh, they're a lot cheaper. They taste pretty good. When you say you have caviar, but not like uh, it's cocaine, do you mean like you have a caviar Tuesdays, like a Taco Tuesday situation? Like how often <laughs> are you eating this? No, typically like for like get-togethers, like at my parents' house or like at other like twice a uh, month. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say your whole your whole life way. is it's literally literally every weekend. Your whole life is different <laughs> random Russian parties. It's no, it's birthdays. I don't. You have like six people in your family, but you have to go to a birthday every weekend. It's insane. <laughs> yes, it's my aunt's cousin's brother's sister's fourteenth and a half birthday. That's a big one now in Russian culture. It's, that's a big one. It's he's it's bits. So he he just abbreviates. So he's just always like, yeah, it's my cousin's birthday. I gotta go to. They're all they're all cousins. He's he's starting going to Kitsaneros at one point. We were like, wow, he's got so many parties. <laughs> and I was bringing caviar with me. That was great. I haven't properly had caviar. I've only had I've had roe from like on sushi, but I've never had I don't know caviar out of that tin or whatever. I'm so excited to try it after watching this episode. <laughs> we don't we don't typically eat it straight. Like you don't just sit there and like eat it straight. No, you only like, eat it straight if you're about to get busted by FBI agents. Yeah, so you, you wouldn't eat it straight bread. any. You put it yeah. on eggs. You put it we, on toast. We usually do. We usually do bread and butter, and then you put it on top yeah, of the butter. That's that's the only bread way. And butter. Yeah, yeah. Well, that seems like a weak usage of it. I thought it was supposed to be on like a cracker. We usually do bread and butter. Yeah, I, I've always seen it with bread and butter. Brad, you've t- huh. seen it one time. Shut up. <laughs> I wait. Actually, I'm pretty sure. But did you have some at your wedding? No, I don't think. No, we don't I, have any at my wedding. Oh, okay. I would have remembered we would we would be talking about that moment exclusively. We wouldn't be talking about, I wonder if caviar is good right now. <laughs> well, I wonder if this episode is good. Should we talk about it? Let's do it, Seabags McGee. I don't want to talk about more caviar. You guys talk about the show. I'm going to talk about caviar. You guys watch Amazing Race? Uh, I've seen no. the first nine seasons. I think probably in the first nine seasons, there was an episode where they went to... Um, I do believe. Yeah, I believe it came to Moscow, out. yeah. And they had to sit there and eat a bowl of caviar. And people like couldn't do it. And I'm, people like, acted out. like it was horrible, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I could have finished like everyone's bowl and like still like kept going. I'm a big no, anchovy no guy, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident I would knock that down in a heartbeat. You are oily like an anchovy. Yes. How do you how do you think I keep my oilish figure? <laughs> we open with the windows lighting up throughout Seattle. Fraser and Niles are at a local fancy pants food store. When they discover the high cost of beluga caviar, a drug dealer offers them a black market discount. Yeah, I love it. Wait, 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 wait. Before anyone else says anything, I want to get Bits' impressions of what's happening in this scene. Okay. Shopping cart was definitely way too small. And uh, the price wasn't reasonable. I thought I didn't think it was uh, it was too expensive. Is that a good price? I, I think I think Beluga caviar really is that expensive. Like I, oh, I know 
Yeah, I think it's that expensive. Probably even more nowadays than because what you said that was two thousand three. It was two, yeah, twenty years ago. The, these prices and they they did seem like a crazy amount for one ounce. Yeah, I have a bucks. family friend. A family friend said he just bought three cans online for like three hundred bucks. So it wow. was about a hundred dollars. Yeah. So you just told me that you've tried beluga caviar, but. I know you. You anytime you try anything expensive, you get super excited. And you did not sound excited when you said that. So I'm not buying this for a second. You either have not had it or it does not cost that much. Okay, one, Google it. Two, it it tastes like other caviar. I don't know. <laughs> well then why would you get this one? Why would this one be a hundred dollars? No, no, no. I'm sure he would be excited about an expensive item that he was about to have, but once he's had the thing, if he didn't like it or didn't think it was special, like he's allowed to have an opinion. No, also, I'm not the one buying it, so I don't care. That's not ever. my bad. Like, you never bought anything. You'd be excited about this. Yeah. All right, Brad. Sorry. You, you can go. I love that they started uh, somewhere else besides the usual suspects. I love that they were in a yeah. place we've never seen before. That that was nice. Is this the first time that Frazier's admitted to feeling uncomfortable? Oh, uh, get a card. Oh, could you get it, Niles, please? They're so small, they make me feel like I'm some sort of fairy tale giant. Usually he fakes that he is comfortable. This was the first time where he was just like, I'm not doing it. That's a great point. Yeah, he's, he's alone with his brother. Maybe he feels... Comfortable being uncomfortable? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Definitely doesn't track. Yeah, that was odd. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. He, I think he's just trying to get Niles to wheel the cart around because it does look stupid, but it it was an interesting phrase that he used. I actually went to Trader Joe's today, and I don't know if you guys have been there recently, but the carts are surprisingly smaller than you'd, you'd expect. They weren't like as small as that restaurant or as that uh, store, but they, they are If you think that's a couple. restaurant, oh boy. No, <laughs> I meant, I meant store. Um, they are smaller at Trader Joe's. Thank you for that important detail. Yeah, good, good TJ update. The shopkeeper's attitude didn't care for it. I'm not going to lie. You're going to be dry, you're going to be selling things for $100 an ounce. You could be like cooler about it. Yeah, he did not seem interested in getting the sale, did he? No, not, not one at all. Bit. Not one bit. Not one bit. And the other guy, despite being very shady, very personable. I think he could have been selling it just, you know, on the real market. Are we ready to talk about the Russian mafia guy? No, he wasn't the Russian mafia guy. Well, right, right. He was not the right, Russian yeah. mafia guy. He was some kind of Russian guy who presumably didn't like the Russian mafia. Vitaly, um, do you know this guy? Is he like in your family? How? What, what's your relationship to him? He's a cousin. <laughs> How was his birthday party? <laughs> You've been to three of his birthdays recently last year. Uh, yesterday I went to one. All right, so you can assess a Russian on the fly. Were you thinking scam at the start of this episode? Or were you trusting the cut of this guy's jib? No, definitely scam. Okay. Okay, uh, another question. Accent. Was that a believable Russian accent? No. Oh, no. interesting. I would not have noticed. It didn't feel very Russian. It, it felt Greek. It felt very Greek. Yeah, I thought it felt Greek, too. Yeah. Mm. Didn't make that connection in the moment, but now I'm agreeing because that did sound right. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. I'm really good at accents. How excited were you guys to see Niles pull the sample spoons out? Oh, my God. That was awesome. That was that was very funny. Also, when he tastes it for the first time, he says, It's like being kissed by a lusty mermaid. <laughs> yes, I, I noticed that as well. Is that something any of you guys have done? Have you ever been k- kissed by a luxy mermaid? We're not allowed to talk about the mispronunciations? No. <laughs> <laughs> there will be too many, Kurt. We must trudge on. Lusty mermaid or not. I've kissed a fish. I've never kissed a real mermaid. Oh, that'd be oh, okay. Considering you hate eating fish, that'd be so funny. I don't like eating them, but I will make out with them. So I, I do have a question about this scene. So the, the scene ends with Frazier asking him to prove that he's not part of the Russian mob. And he goes on this long rant about 
how the Russian mob has harmed his family. But like, he just tells the story. Like, wh- what are we, why do they believe that, oh, well, this guy doesn't like them. He says so. We can trust well, him? Like, I don't understand that leap. Two things. One, we, this is the scene where we find the name of his boat, the Caspian Queen. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is played by actor Peter John Vickery. You are supposed to answer questions when they're asked, not just do a different thing. And thirdly, <laughs> I don't re- I, thirdly, halfway through my second one, I forgot Curtis's question. So okay, I'm going to say I'm going to say this. So at first I was like, oh, clearly a scam. Yeah, of course you're going to pretend like you're not the Russian mafia. And then he was so passionate. I was won over. I completely believed him. Well, the Russians are famously terrible actors. So, And they're not, they just don't get that fired up that way. Like a Russian mobster, they've seen so much. They don't care. Jaded. They're jaded. That's right. Not talked about enough how jaded the Russian mobsters are. Our listeners know exactly how jaded the Russians can be because they've heard an entire episode previously of Vitaly. (laughs) He, this guy definitely gave off Vitaly vibes. I was like, oh, I can picture that. No, that would never be selling. I'm, I'm not walking around with a jar of caviar in my coat pocket. I'm never going to. Yeah, he would, he would just be eating it. He would never sell it. He'd be getting high on his own supply. Like, I don't need the 40 bucks that bad. If Vitaly was selling caviar, his brother would be selling it for him. <laughs> Roz arrives with the delivery and tries the caviar, becoming hooked. Marty won money at the ATM, but Daphne insists he give the extra $40 back. My favorite is Fraser saying that he's an excellent judge of character. What in the last, you know, 30 almost episodes we've seen has made anyone think Fraser is an excellent judge of character? So I was trying to think. There's only there's only one moment I can think of that marks him as a bad judge of character. So what 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 Julia? No, I would not say Julia. I think he knew I would Julia say was Julia. a monster. Why? He knew she was a monster. He just was like, I'm trying to get with the no, monster. It's fine. Because at some point he would he like said it multiple times that he sees the good side of her. That she didn't have any there good was a good there was a good side of her. She she bought out uh what's his face? Elliot Costello. Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello. <laughs> 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 Sorry, we're not cutting out bloopers. I mean we're not cutting out uh pronunciations, whatever you said. Yeah, but we're not focusing on them. We're moving on. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> no, the, her his bad judge of character is uh, Charlotte, right? When he thinks that she's actually running a real oh, business. Yeah. I can't think of another moment where he really is just a horrible judge of a character in any given moment. So I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to track the gun backwards. I mean, he doesn't like Anne, and she's the best. Yeah. Oh, uh, Danny yes. G? Nanny G. Well, that's but okay, but that's like his ex-wife from twenty years ago. You can't judge that. Also, what about her character again? Do you question? She's a horn dog. I thought she was a wonderful person. Then how does it make him a good or bad judge of character? I was talking for Fraser. Oh, okay. um, hard to tell with you all yeah. the time. So I, I don't know. It's just something the upside down will be tracking because it seems like we're actually a little more even keeled than I expected while trying to think back on that. Okay. Well, I do like Roz um, gets excited about the caviar. She wants more. So she says, what's your little party for tonight? Yeah. Invited guests. I'm sorry. Roz. <laughs> yeah, that was a great response. Insane. Like we've talked about before how she's like the, the go getter person insane that you're like go get me this caviar and then you're definitely not coming to my party well i do think it's great like he says he's a good judge of character he says he can trust the mob guy but then instead of meeting him to get the thing he sends his producer whose job it absolutely is not to go get shady shit for him but he sends her to go get his stuff yeah, if someone is watching the show and doesn't understand radio, they're going to think the role of the producer is really weird. I certainly do think that at the moment, because I don't understand radio. Vitaly, this is when you explain radio. Or anything. What would you think uh, of the scene, Vit? 
Uh, I will say some, I've, I've never I've never seen somebody like eat caviar and be like and immediately go I need more of that. Like yeah, like I'm gonna <laughs> eat it with my meal, but I'm gonna not gonna be like I'm craving it. I need like eat a whole bucket right now. You just don't remember your first caviar. I, I do. Well, oh. I don't. But I, I don't remember my first. <laughs> but but it, it was not, like like I know. I've, what a roller coaster! You've seen <laughs> the framed photo in your parents' house of you eating your first caviar. <laughs> oh, just we just always had it. It wasn't like. Uh, classic jaded russian classic you had caviar at birth and you forgot how magic it was that first time i will say my wife did try and she does not like it but my son does like it (laughs) your toddler has already had it well of course what a strange palate (laughs) that kid is having chicken parmesan sandwiches with caviar like that is yeah yeah that's wild if the atm fucks up i'm sorry but i'm not going back like you've you I was about to say, how, you, how jealous were you of Marty? If you want to take a back, like if you want to take it back out of my account, go for it. But I'm not actually doing anything to to go back and give you the money. Well, I think you're excited. I don't think you're worried about the karma impact at all. Uh, zero. I was like, oh, I got an extra forty bucks. Who here right. would would do anything to give that money back or just pocket it? Well, it depends. If I know that I'm going to win a lot of money at the end, yeah, I would go back and try to give. <laughs> The chances I remember after leaving the parking lot would be unlikely. Yeah, 40 bucks is not enough for me to feel feel that guilty about it. I think if I noticed it in the parking lot, I might go back. But if I didn't realize it until I got home, I don't know about that. If it was a teller, if it was a human being who gave me the wrong change or the wrong money, I would absolutely, in the moment, be like, oh, I'm sorry, you made a mistake. Yeah. Here, take this money back now. But a machine yep. that spits it out and there's no way to put it back in, like, I'm not. Yep going to do any effort for if it was like ten thousand dollars sure i would i would alert them to their mistake but for 40 bucks no thanks i want to question that you would immediately try to return the ten thousand dollars if i'm at an atm it just starts spitting out bills just (laughs) shooting them at me i might be like hey uh something's wrong with your atm i'm blocking the camera and i'm taking (laughs) as much money as i can and i'm walking very (laughs) swiftly away and if pnc wants to call me on it i'll just be like i don't know what what do you mean there was ten thousand that came out of that I, I asked for 40. What's wrong with your machines? I don't recall this. Blah, 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 blah. You know, talk them in circles. I think Marty agrees with you, but Daphne does not. I love the way that Marty describes it. He goes, I won 40 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then when, when Daphne says she shouldn't have it, he goes, finders keepers, which I didn't expect. The old finders keepers shut up defense. Wasn't ready for it. Didn't he call it like the American way or something? He yes, did. he did. <laughs> Which? Yeah, then she tries to convince him by by telling a uh, Moon family story. And I'm very curious, uh, Vit, but also Ryan, as an Upside Downer, what you thought of this this story. I didn't care for it whatsoever. What do you mean you didn't care for it? Did you react the way the other characters do, where they're all just, like, sitting there, like, do we have to hear this? Yeah, exactly. Like, why, why are you still talking? Like, let me keep my $40 in peace. Oh, I mean, it was a wild story. I It, it was one of those, like, oh, this is taking weird turns for annoying reasons. And then it ends with a rock-eating contest, which is crazy as hell. It was so convoluted. It was very convoluted. Yeah. I couldn't tell if their reactions, because they have very strong reactions, but I couldn't, and there was lots of silences, which was fun, but I couldn't tell if they were reacting like, oh God, another one of these stories, I don't want to hear this, or if it was more like, I have no clue what that could mean, and I'm afraid to ask. (laughs) Yeah, nothing cleared up after hearing the story. No. What is a rock eating contest? And why would you do it? I think it's exactly what you think it is. She said he lost. Exactly what it sounds like. He lost all of his teeth, which means you made more than one chew after losing some teeth. Unless he bit into one rock that took out, I don't know, let's say he had 12 left, being generous. It's really hard to take 
every one of them out. Ryan, you wouldn't understand because you're not a competitive person, but you know, I, I fancy myself plenty competitive. I one tooth goes down, I am out of whatever competition that gets thrown my way. How many uh racks do you think Joey Chestnut can eat? Well, Chestnut would just take him without chewing. He'd probably take down four hundred at least. Oh, at least four hundred, okay. In six minutes. Trying to pass those though. <laughs> It's, it's not a passing stones contest. Kurt is an eating stones contest. Just thinking about that aftermath. That's all. This man, that man <laughs> has had sixty nine hot dogs in six minutes. He's seen worse. At the party, Fraser and Niles try to parlay their caviar connection into high society's good graces. Marty tries to call the bank. I was so annoyed at Marty. I get that you're still trying to do the right thing. Clearly, you've been on the phone for a long time. Give it a rest. Call the call when it's not a giant party. It's not like he's not invited to the party. He's in a suit yeah. for the party. He had to, he had to get dressed well on the phone with with the. In bank. his defense, <laughs> he went to an a, a soundproof location, the unenclosed kitchen. <laughs> that is right. We have to find that as um, soundproof. It seems like he could have went to the powder room. I don't know. These are rich people. Hey, Ryan, Ryan, we're pretty deep into season ten so far. Have you been deprived of a powder room alert to to, to date? I'm I'm thirsting for it like Roz is thirsting for caviar. Like, I hate I hate this. No <laughs> one's called for it. No one's going in it. It makes no sense. This isn't the Frasier I've come to know and love. Uh, yeah, well, speaking of speaking of Frasier, how about uh, Frasier Niles becoming caviar dealers? They don't really become the deal. Like, just deals come flying at them. There's a real found gold situation here. They're negotiating. Well, they're not really negotiating. Like, Yeah, they made no attempt to, like, talk them. They were just... They were just brought to their attention. People were asking, how can I get this? Niles is about to give it all away. And Fraser's like, wait, there's a yacht party on the line. Like, let's think for two minutes. They're not, at this point, they're not dealers. Niles is the guy that walks into the car lot and is given a price and is like, that's a great deal. I'll take it. How, do, do, where, where do I sign? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there are good deals being flung his way. Like, I, it's just caviar. Like, I would give up a lot of things for it. But. I know, but it's just funny that he is literally You've never like, had caviar. the party's not even over and he's collecting every single tin to give to one person. <laughs> Yeah, the other thing I don't really get, like, these are rich people. Why Why aren't they just dropping $100 a tin at the actual store? Like, it is available. Could have been better caviar. I yeah, don't think, yeah. they said it was the same kind, wasn't it? No, I thought no, it was no, 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 no. It's the same kind, but they, they remark a couple times throughout the episode that the, the stuff they're getting on the Caspian Queen it's is just a food. higher quality product than what's sold in the stores. Oh, well then. None of you have had Caspian Queen caviar, so none of us know. Suck it, Vit. Okay. What did you think of the Frasier on the phone bit? Personal. What you doing, Dad? Oh, this stupid bank's automatic voice system. It's, it's like a maze. All right, give it here. You just push O, and you'll get an operator. Uh-huh. Little trick I learned. Another menu. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes it's a star. All right, maybe one will get me back to a main menu. Ah. Here you are. Got me to the right department? No, but if I remember my high school Spanish correctly, you just qualified for a small business loan. He was so smug. I was. He it was, was actually so very rewarding. Smug. Very rewarding to see him fail. It is absolutely depressing that that bit hasn't lost any of its shine. Like, it is still like that to call any company. I feel like it's even worse nowadays. Do you? I feel like, yeah, sometimes they just won't let you get to a person. But I do think that the, the voice listening is pretty good. You do generally get wherever they want you to go. Have you ever had a robot hang up on you? Yes. You know what? That's what happens uh, shockingly a lot to me. <laughs> my mother-in-law is here. She's staying with us tonight. And uh, she one time had Lowe's call her with a robot. It's, it's told her that no one was on the line and put her on hold after it called her 
one of the craziest things I ever saw in my life. That is really funny. I kept yelling at her to hang up, and she she hung it. She li- she was on hold for like five minutes. I was so mad. I will tell you guys that um, I don't know if you guys have flown Frontier Airlines anytime um, recently, but they actually don't have a phone. Uh, you can call a number, but you you can't get to a live person anymore. Um, the only way to talk to them is via chat. So if your flight gets delayed or canceled or whatever, you have to go online and, and chat with them in order to figure something out. If you're not at the airport already, like if if you're still at home or outside the airport, you have to go on, on chat to talk to them. You said it's Frontier. What's the difference? I've been on the airport uh, with, with Frontier screwing something you've up. Been and on, you've been on the airport? <laughs> right on top. That's where they told me to go. <laughs> There's nobody here. Party goes in person this time, and the bank's bureaucracy nets him another $40. Why is Daphne here? I don't understand. That's what you do with your uh, father-in-law. You or is that what you money. do with your patient? She is not there to support him. She is there to ensure he does the deed. Like, she is there to make sure he gives the money back. Because if she sent him on his own, she knows he'd just pocket it not and tell her he did, he did it. Why does she care if he gets bad juju? Because she doesn't want him to have no teeth because of a rocks contest. What? Why? Why does that affect her? Because then she's going to have to give him gum therapy. Then she can charge the real money. Uh, I will say, if I'm going to to the bank and I go to the teller to try and return money and make me fill out a form, there's absolutely no way am I putting in any effort into filling out anything. You would have been so mad. I would love to I, see you in this. I would, I would love to see you in a situation where the bank wants you to fill out a form. I would, I would turn the car around. <laughs> And you're not even in a car in this scenario. You should not have brought the car into the bank. That was a huge mistake. <laughs> I'm, turning, I'm turning it around. I already said that I wasn't going to go through any hoops to, to return $40 from an ATM. But if I did make the choice to go into the bank and say, I need to return this $40, the minute they say, fill out this form, I am bailing immediately. They don't yeah. care. They don't want it. I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to keep it. Yeah, 100%. They gave the okay. I agree. But it ends up working out in his favor. <laughs> yeah, he gets forty more dollars. Yeah, it is. It is funny how they're just like, "Oh, we made a mistake. You you were shorted forty dollars. Here's another forty. And he's like, "No, I was over given forty dollars." Yeah, I, at this point, is so are we are we making the comment that the people that work at banks are useless, or the bureaucracy is useless, or I think it's a comment on bureaucracy. I don't think those individual people are necessarily uh, being lambasted. The only thing I will say about that, Curtis, I agree with you, but. They're not really listening to him. Like he's trying to talk to them and they're kind of ignoring him. Clearly they're hearing the $40 bit and no point are they acknowledging the ridiculousness of it. The one person is, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. We shouldn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I feel like it's a game of telephone because I think, I think the teller understands, but is like, well, my hands are tied. I have to give you a form. And then he passes it off to the, the other guy who's like, Oh, I need a manager for this. Like it's possible. That's part of the bureaucratic plan. But then instead of having the manager talk to Marty, she just hears it from the guy. That's probably where the disconnect happens. And then she comes out and is like, I've done all this paperwork. I can't undo it. Here's your 40 bucks. At no point did anybody like go into the computer and be like, let me check your account and let me see what happened. Like nobody ever said that. They're like, oh, you put a form that you got $40. Okay, well, here's another 40 bucks. You've got a lot of faith in 2003 banking online systems that they can open up a computer and know what They happens. all had computers. They all had computers in front of them. Do you think this incident and incidents related to it were the reason we had the 2008 banking crisis? <laughs> <laughs> what is this five you're breaking tonight, Ryan? Uh, the answer is yes, though. <laughs> well, I do think uh, it, it ends on a funny note. There is one other possibility. Let me try something. Thank you. Don't mention it. Personal. She's just doing the yeah, same bit. 
that Marty was doing with the robot. Yes, yes. That made his bit a little better. Still annoyed at his one. We could have just done that during the others. Just the non-party scene would have been fine. It is. This is a very weird B plot because it really should be like a C or D plot, um, and it really takes over. It it gets dangerously close to the A plot. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And honestly, it might be the better plot. I kind of liked both. They're both good. Didn't didn't say I liked the app. (laughs) I didn't like the app. I just liked both plots. All right, Roz is completely hooked on caviar, and so are Fraser and Niles' pals. But when the dealer shorts them and cuts them off, Roz runs off with the goods. Yeah, getting Roz hooked is just so amazing. Yeah, she's she's pretty funny in this. They really lean into the idea that she is on actual drugs. <laughs> like yeah. all of her reactions are like a drug addict. I'm gonna say I'm 100 percent convinced that this uh, caviar is definitely laced with something. It's not oh, straight. it's not straight caviar. There's no way. It's a good theory of this. I think that's uh, why not. I mean, we're seeing very high powered people that have access to a lot of stuff having crazy reactions to this stuff. This is the scene I really wanted to ask you. What are your thoughts of Fraser Niles so far? Yeah, I I, I want to hear this too. They're weird as fuck. Expand. I mean, okay. I mean, they they're gonna get a lot of cool shit out of this right so like it makes sense but i think they're working way too hard for it i think i think you gotta figure that out is a you want. statement if ever i've heard one they're, they're <laughs> working way too hard at it i'd be like i'd be like who's the highest bidder i'm not gonna do all this work for 15 people to go like on a yacht or this or that like give me the best thing what is your best offer and that's what i'm doing Vitaly, you have said i'm outsourcing this to Roz, my cousin yeah i mean 100%. that sounds great that sounds great. When you see Frazier and Niles, does it remind you of you and your brother? No. Why not? What's we different? Act, we don't act, We don't act like that. Oh, I don't right, think, you guys don't talk. I don't, right, right, right. I don't think anybody <laughs> acts like that. <laughs> they, they're, they seem like they're crazy the whole entire episode. No, that's how Ryan and his brother talk to each other. 100%. We're always, well, we always do caviar deals, though, to be fair. Yeah. Never had it. I've never once had it, but we'll, we'll deal it. Yeah, for sure. This is actually an interesting one for Vit to watch because you do have a really weird Frazier Niles plot point like they're really bizarre for even them yeah i mean i don't know what they are in the other episodes but they just they seem like they're they're trying too hard in this episode wheeling and dealing is not their is not their forte we trying too hard is though there's yeah true if that was them i'm coming out with a plane after all this stuff like i'm I'm owning a plane we don't know that that's not on the board yeah they they probably will get to it they probably salvaged some wasn't a private yacht in play I mean, not to. It was, it was a it was a party on the yacht, but I mean, like, that's cool and all, but like, I can fly anywhere I want. Love that Vit's tracking all the deals. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that Vit is too good for a, a yacht party. I'm not too good for a yacht party. I'm just not putting in the effort for a yacht party when I can get a plane. The effort is, by the way, literally buying some caviar and then giving it to somebody else. Like that is <laughs> from, that is the from entirety smugglers, of the from smugglers. It's not, you're not just like going to a store and buying it off the shelf. Like I make all these these deals. That's one of those people that he's he really wants to do a yacht party, and then the second something better comes along, he's way too good for a yacht party. Hundred percent. Oh, for sure. That's supposed to say for sure. I like when the guy is cutting them off. He's like, uh, "You're ordering too much. It's getting you know risky. I don't want to get caught." I'm cutting you guys off. And they're like, we've made commitments to some very powerful people. If we disappoint them, there's no telling what they might do. They will break legs, cut off thumbs. Worse, there'll be gossip. (laughs) (laughs) Did anybody track how many ounces they they were supposed to get? Five pounds. How many ounces? Yeah, but but how many ounces? I didn't didn't, didn't do the math in ounces. (laughs) No no one knows what that means. That conversion's impossible. 80 ounces. 
eighty ounces. I did that in my Jesus mouth. Christ. At forty at forty dollars. That's thirty two hundred dollars. They were just wait, gonna... wait, Tim, Curtis, did you just say you did that in your bath? Brad, we're not focusing on the mistakes. We're not <laughs> focusing on the mistakes today. It'll be the longest episode ever, for fuck's sake. Anyways, that's thirty two hundred dollars <laughs> right there. At forty dollars, right? Yeah, it's a lot to put up up front oh the yeah but you know how much you're making back you're making yacht parties back like the dividends fit the dividends well and it gets doubled right because it eventually goes up to well, I mean, we'll get to that scene but it eventually goes up to 80 uh, inflation yada yada is this the last time we see Roz? no no no, no it is not we literally we literally see Roz in the next scene okay because otherwise if i would have just assumed she got killed for stealing that much caviar well you, you're watching it backwards so you know that didn't happen well i can still assume things kurt maybe it's a bizarro Roz the rest of the way i don't know i'm still getting used to this world but you're halfway through the episode and you thought in the next 10 minutes they're going to introduce a bizarro Roz. <laughs> they have done some crazy things in the last six minutes of fraser <laughs> unable to find the five pounds of caviar they need retail they decide to go straight to the boat for their fix. Was their plan to do the deal or was their plan to just steal the stuff? I didn't. I, th- I think the plan was to see if they had enough. I don't think they had enough is what they said. They're, yeah, they're going to try and buy it for that $100, I think. But they asked the owner and he's like, I'm not going to be able to get you guys five pounds of it. Yeah. He says there's not, there are not five pounds in all of Seattle. Right. And this is where they decide they're going to go to the boat. And so, Correct. so was, was their plan initially to just like pretend they were the guy or was their plan to just see what he did, see what's going on with the boat? and maybe try to steal it they're gonna buy it from the boat they're like they're gonna go directly to yeah the boat directly and yeah. buy it from yeah. them directly yeah they tried to and buy then, it for 100 bucks retail there wasn't enough yeah. retail to buy so they went instead to the boat to buy it from the boat directly but we we established that this hundred dollar uh, a can shouldn't have been as good as the stuff from that boat so like no it wouldn't yeah have been they, they kept that in the scene they, they, what we'll yeah. do is we will cut what we have cut left it. of the good stuff with the oh, okay. Um, bad retail stuff. Artie's bank credits him with another $80. Once again, misunderstanding his request. He goes in to return all the money, only to be mis- only to be mistaken for a robber. They apologize for this mistake with a $10,000 reward. I mean, what an insane scene. Yeah, yeah. If Marty did sound very threatening, he kind of sounded bank robbery. Uh, I don't think that would award him 10 grand. I think we see a lot of scenes like this in this show where there is a farcical misunderstanding. Somebody says one thing, it's interpreted the wrong way. But I think most of the time, it's not that really believable. Like, it's a little forced the way they're awkwardly phrasing things to make it sound like something else. Yeah, this one was perfect. Like, the what Marty is saying does actually make sense for what he's trying to do. And it completely makes sense that people would be like, you are trying to rob this bank. I'm going to talk and you're going to listen and you're going to do exactly as I ask. Especially if we assume like the guard was on his first day or something. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This could potentially kind of go down this way. If it was like when Vitaly was a security guard. Like he would have done, oh he would have pulled the gun out. Uh, I would have, the dude would have been dead. Vit, always, he only pulled his gun out on old people. So that sounds right. I will say, I, I don't know why he didn't have the money out already and why he had to reach into his coat. So that was a little puzzling to me in that scene, but he was very threatening. Well, do you just, okay. When you storm into a building, do you just come in with, with fists of money? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, it was what? It was 80 bucks. It was what? No, it was 120 bucks, right? Like I would be standing there with $120 in my pocket 
give when are you teller. when are you pulling it out of your pocket when it's my turn when i'm going that's what he teller. did no he he yelled at her first and then he reached in he didn't have it out already you're saying he should have reached in and then yelled at her he should have he should have taken it out as he was approaching the counter and then had a conversation with her i want to take that that language take it out while you approach the counter and just take it completely out of context <laughs> i mean if that's what you want to do then definitely the security guard has the right to do whatever he wants to do true <laughs> That's true. If Marty would expose himself. <laughs> I'll say big win on the 10K, though. That's I'm, I'm definitely not returning that. Oh, my gosh. Did, did you guys feel genuinely exhausted by the time we got to this point where it's like, oh. yeah, I was like, that's the payoff that even Daphne, like, what's the start of bank account? Like, OK. Oh, I like that. I like that little clip. Now, is there anything else I can do for you? Could I open an account? That was a great line. Yeah, I, I was like, OK. It's over. Thankfully, it's over. I was not as exhausted as you were by this plot. I thought this was pretty fun. Uh, I thought the $10,000 is uh, wild. But it's, I mean, they're trying to make up for pulling a gun on a senior citizen. I don't think it's, it's not unbelievable, but it is kind of hilarious in the context of this. I was feeling Marty's exhaustion. Like, oh, here we are, another mm. meeting with more. Like, I really felt the bureaucratic, bureaucratic toll that he was going through. Yeah, how uh, how sure. fast are you sending that NDA, though? Like, the second he puts it down, oh I'm like, oh, it's, my signature's on there already. He was, like, actually over it. You would have been, like, just so happy. You'd be like, mm, can I get any more? How much more I've can been, I possibly get? I would have been like, I agree 100%. You guys definitely should be doing this. Um, I felt my life threatened. No, I know you. You did that. Stu- you did done some stupid thing, like... Only ten grand. I mean, I don't know. and you kind of like felt it out, and then when they said, "Yeah, ten grand," you decided. Okay, I feel like if if he would have been like, I don't know, you know, like that, you know, I can go to my lawyers. Like they would have given him like a hundred k. I think. Save this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> you gotta you gotta play the game. You don't just take the first offer they give you. Vitaly, think about how much caviar you could buy with that end of that. To be clear, Vitaly, you would not sign the NDA right away. Um, it, it well it depends. Uh, in that moment, I'd probably been like, oh, great. But then if I thought about it, I'd been like, I probably could have got like 100K out of this. I feel like Brad would have signed the NDA immediately, gotten the 10 grand, and then forfeited it when he immediately told everybody he knows about it. No, once they once they did the 10 grand, Brad would have just started yelling at everyone, and then they would have had to actually pull the gun on him. As, as, as the only one here that has signed multiple NDAs um, for my celebrity relationships, um, uh, I can easily do one and not talk about it. See, that would have been funnier if you said it would have been if you would have na- name dropped a celebrity that you had slept with. Tori Spelling. Why did you say it? Not only really creepy, <laughs> but like presumably you were saying that like in a way that I could like paste it in later. But you made it sound like the robot that Marty was talking to earlier. <laughs> Tori Spelling. What if he had given me 50 million? And what if with that 50 million I had change the world. We finally get a title card. They call him Vlad the Importer. On the boat, Fraser and Niles work out a deal when the feds show up looking for DVDs. This is a, this is a fun one. It's got a weird pace to it. Um, I want to know how they got onto the boat and below deck without like anyone spotting there them. There was a ladder, Vitaly. There was a ladder. Okay, I saw the ladder, but how do you get on the boat and down like below deck and nobody's just like watching? Like, this it was, like it, just as you guys. It was really confusing what this setup was. No, it's not confusing at all. It was just two guys. They they really wanted other people to join them. So they were just like, oh, let me just have the entrance here. And anyone could come in. And then it just so happened it was just these two idiots. What do you mean the entrance here? It's a boat. You can't well, that's just move the boat. where the entrance is. They had a big welcome sign. 
<laughs> Shady caviar here. If if you're running like illegal businesses and shit out of your boat, there's definitely some security on on the boat. You're not just gonna have two older people just like walking down the stairs, being like, "Hey guys, how you guys doing?" Playing cards. Yeah, you definitely don't give the weird card when you're already on the boat. You have to do that to get on. For sure. No idea what's going on here. Well, maybe Niles and Fraser are just really sly. They just stuck right on. It just kind of seemed like they're kind of confused that they're here. They seem like they would like bust through a door in Call of Duty rather than trying to sneak into it. Ah, our approach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought it was great that Fraser introduces himself as as both of them as doctors. It's like, this isn't relevant at all, but he has to introduce himself as a doctor. He, oh, he has to. He's doing something he knows is shady, and he introduces his real first and last name. Yeah, very confusing. Criminal mastermind <laughs> the feds come and they think they're caught for the caviar and the two russian dudes just run away oh wait wait by the way Vitali- so they have this conversation with the russians this is always right here but <laughs> to move past it <laughs> what were they saying so um they a- so they asked for the caviar right and the one russian they hand him the business card and the one russian guy says he printed a business card and the other dude said durak which is means idiot and then right. um there's there's some back and forth, and then the guy goes, go go, give him the big can. So that's when they go and give him the big can of, of caviar. So there were no Easter eggs. There was no there was no fun things that you would only know if you're Russian. It was just what we basically interpreted from the context clues. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad we brought you on, because it would have eaten us alive, assuming there was something clever done by the writers or the actors or anyone. Typically, if it's something like, they usually have subtitles. They didn't have any subtitles for this one. So it really wasn't important at all. Well, this was the most <laughs> fruitful thing I've ever come up with on the show. Bringing Vitaly back to this. Yep, sounds right. <laughs> I love, love that the FBI guy did not care about, because why would they care about the caviar? Loved it. I love that he catches them gorging themselves. Like their faces are covered gorging. in caviar because they're trying to destroy the evidence by eating five pounds of caviar before the, whatever, what, what did they say they were? What was the federal agency? Not that it matters. The FBI. Oh, right. Okay. For the FBI comes. They're U.S. Customs. And I don't think that was five pounds of caviar. I think that was a lot less than five pounds of caviar. Really? I loved Niles' look on his face. He looked like a, just a wild animal. Like, Frazier was pretty funny, too, but... Niles, he had like some caviar in his eye. Like he was just. I was gonna say. I think I don't think that was on purpose. I think David Hyde Pierce accidentally got some in his eye and just powered through the scene because it looked painful. Probably why he hates Fraser now. Fraser plays this out with him and Niles dividing up the caviar for their users when Deddy jumps in to get his cut. I say, don't even start with that stupid game, Kurt. That damn dog strikes again. How dare you? Also, protect your caviar better, Niles. Come on. But Nelly, you finally watched an episode of Fraser. Tell us what did you think. Um. I lost 20 minutes of my life. It was awful. 22. Wait, what were the two minutes you liked? Oh, it was 22 minutes. Oh, I liked the time when they were playing cards and speaking Russian. <laughs> that sounds right. Sounds right. That's great. If you had to give this some kind of a rating, how would you rate this? He rated it 20 minutes of waste. What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, I would say I give it a two. One, because there was caviar involved, and two, because they were Russian. The rest was complete. Quick question. Money. Are you going to tell us out of how many? I think he's just <laughs> adding all the points he was giving. So just two yeah. points. <laughs> Just only two points. How many points do I need to get a yacht party? Good question. Uh, ten. Whoa, that's a- yeah. That's so you really liked it. <laughs> no, ten's the hundred thousand. So, so if 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 ten points gets me a yacht party, if I've got two points, can I get one of those uh, uh, kind of silicone things that you throw at the wall and it sticks to it? What, what silicone thing are you talking about? He's talking about like a Dave and Buster's. Come on, man, keep up. <laughs> 
Uh, sure. <laughs> Brad, what about you? How did you like this episode? Yeah, I actually, you know, even though I criticized parts of it, I genuinely liked it. And as we know, I have a master scoring system. So I'm going to go with a B plus. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, okay. <laughs> master scoring system. Curtis, uh, how did you rank it, bud? I honestly think this is a top tier episode from what we've seen. It's number seven. No, nah, man. Okay. Number four out of 31. Not as good as Niles getting naked and nervosa, but um, I thought it was better than the Boo episode with the clown. I thought it was really funny. Ryan, What you 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 tell us. What do you think? Uh, you know, I, I liked, as I said, I liked both the A and B plot. So I guess I liked this episode. But the more we talked about it, I think I probably scored some of it a little too high. I, you guys talked me down a little bit. It, it's, it's nowhere near top. It's definitely not top five. Uh, I don't know what your smoke occurred, but it it's probably a nice like seven, seven. I'm hopped up on caviar. <laughs> you're, you're out of whack. But uh, again, there, there's definitely good stuff. You got, you got a good bit of Roz and Daphne, which is rare. So that's exciting to see. Uh, probably a little too much Marty. And again, both storylines, good. I I don't know if we quite I don't I liked both payoffs, but I don't think they were as high as some of the the huge payoffs we've seen. Like somehow going for two smaller payoffs didn't quite land as good as the huge payoffs you could get. Fair. That makes sense. Fair. Yeah, this this was probably the most balanced we've seen the two plots and yes, it, I can I can see that balanced. This was this is a top 5 episode. I, were the other, were the other episodes just like completely shit? Been a slog bit. Been a slog. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we went through a time of some real bad episodes. Vitaly? Yes. Now, watching a random episode, do you think you would watch another random episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not, not worth my time. And what could the writers do to make it more Russian for you? Put more better-speaking Russians in there. Put more Russian in there. Has to be cool, right? I don't know. It just seemed like it wasn't cool. Well, no, Vitaly, I have a question. If I were to text you, say, at 9.30 at night uh, and said, tomorrow I need you to watch an episode and join us for a call, would you Would you say yes? No. Okay. I will ask, were there other episodes? Like, is it this the only episode of Caviar, right? Like, are they at that? They're not at the store before, right? We didn't go that. that so we, we're doing it backwards. So uh, <laughs> this is the last time we see the store. I can't tell you whether this store pops up in earlier apps. Mm, okay. Yeah. You know. Well, or I guess now we can say or future apps, apps like the, it could have been on next uh, the uh, new Fraser. Vitaly, I'm going to give you some titles of other episodes. <laughs> And I want you to tell me if the title is at all intriguing enough for you to say you, oh. would, you would consider hypothetically coming. Now, these are already done. You have no risk of being asked to come back for these. But I just want you to say whether the, the title intrigues you enough to consider coming back. I, I will say, since you put this in the top four, I'm highly doubting that any will, but go for it. Okay. How about Miss Right Now? Is that like a Miss Universe type of thing? Could be. There could be some very attractive women in it. <laughs> it could, that could be intriguing if that's what it's about. They might have really uh, sexy, interesting voices. <laughs> Just voices? <laughs> well, <laughs> the voice is really going to carry the episode. <laughs> okay. He, it is implied like they're both driving. And they are at a bar with drinks. Like he, I mean, I think he just got there. She's hammered and doesn't give a fuck. Is what I. That's how I gathered. Yo yo. How about how about coots and ladders? It's like coots. Coots, like an old coot, like an old lady. Oh hell no! <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if I told you this old lady was in the Olympics and she dissed Hitler? Does she have a cool like? Is that her? 
only story like what did she do? she went to the the olympics in germany in like 1930 whatever and she she was uh she was in a position to shake hitler's hand and she didn't i mean that's kind of cool but like what did she do in the olympics like what sport did she do? i don't was she a swimmer what was she no track and field i thought track and field she's a runner that's, that's kind of boring i'm 50 50 <laughs> on that one 50 50 50 on dissing hitler because it was track and field <laughs> What is it with the Jewish men on this show? <laughs> Sympathizing with Hitler. In that episode, Brad also was very pro-Hitler. We've all heard all of the ways you could invoke Hitler. That's probably the only time I've ever heard, uh, well, his hands were sweaty. I wasn't going to shake them for that. I, I laughed hysterically at that comment. I was like, I think I'd probably say the same thing. I was a big fan. Sorry, what? <laughs> Did you say you're a big fan of Hitler? No, I'm a big fan of that reaction. The reaction where she doesn't care about the murdering of six million Jews. She just doesn't want to touch a, a, a moist hand. Oh, for sure. No, I didn't say I was pro-Hitler. I'm just like, am I going to put my 20 minutes so for that one scene, right? I have to consider the rest of the episode. Uh, the rest of the, yeah, the I didn't say episode. it was one scene. It was the, the whole entire 20 minutes was her not shaking Hitler's hand. <laughs> yes. That was the whole episode was her not doing something. No, she was probably running around on the, on the track and doing, doing shit. I don't want to watch that. I don't care for that. All right. What about CBGBs? Are they doing CBD? Could that be. Could, that could be fun. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Brad, have you tried the mail jam technique? What a success. Uh, well, you know, that is straight up mail fraud. No, it's not mail fraud when you put your own mail in someone else's mail bin. I, I don't know if it's fraud, but it is illegal. <laughs> it's a federal offense, yes. Huh. Well, I got to go correct some crimes then. I'll be right back. Yo, yo. There was, actually, the episode right before that, uh, the dad gets high. Okay. That, that, that's the old guy that was on the phone going to the bank? Yeah. There was an episode called High Holidays where he literally gets high at Christmas. Was he at all funny? He was very funny. That was the best episode of the show. All right. I might consider watching that one. Okay. I bought a bag of barbecue potato chips and I bought a snack pack. So Thank you. Do it. Curtis, how much ganja did you smoke? I have had an aggressive Zinfandel. Mmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, I see what you're doing. Marty, you slice on a bitch. This is really good. Is it? No. We, we're winning you. You're, you're much more uh, amenable to this now that you know you don't actually have to. That's great. How about this one? No sex, please. We're skittish. Uh, absolutely not. Why not? You don't want a thing that explicitly tells you sex isn't on the table? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that one's fair. I can't blame you for that. Um, but wh- wait a minute. If, if it said sex was happening, like you've seen these characters, you know what they look like. Would you be like really excited for an episode about sex with them? I, I, I wouldn't, but I don't want to just see them like sitting there like talking. Like that's boring. You've like, already seen 20 minutes of that. You don't need yeah, another I've 20. Seen, seen 20 minutes of running around trying to find fucking cash. Right? I don't even know like 20 minutes of them <laughs> not doing anything. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Bradley. Did you call yourself Bradway? Bra- uh, Bradway, can you tell us how you relate to the all the young kids? Yes, through the Jewish prayers and Holocaust and lots of fun things. Why'd you say Holocaust and all of the fun things? <laughs> yo, yo. Okay, I've got one more for you. Now, this one's interesting because this is, includes a, a human person in the world that you have heard of. I don't know how familiar you are with him. But what about an episode called The Devil and Dr. Phil? Oh, I know Dr. Phil and I don't care for him at all. So that's an absolutely no. Okay, but the devil's in there. What if he's getting punished by the devil? You don't know. That could be happening. That could be in play. Eh, no, nah, I'm good. You don't need a pack of wild horses to learn how to make a sandwich. A Curtis and sandwich is a sandwich. Yeah, that's Curtis. Yeah. Let's go, Curtis. Let's go, Nil. Google it. 
But Ty, Dr. Phil was on a whole episode. Yeah, I don't care for him. He played a rival to Frasier. Oh, this is what, t- uh, 20 years ago? Yeah, almost. 20 years ago, yeah. Damn. Are you surprised Dr. Phil was alive that long? What do you, what do you, what is that reaction? I didn't know he was, he was, did like TV shows and stuff back then. Oh, yeah. I think this is it. Did, was he on other TV shows? I think he just did a cameo on Frasier. Was he, was he big 20 years ago? I guess I don't yeah. know. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was big 20 years ago. Yeah, I think 2003, 2004 would have been pretty close to his peak. Yeah. What did he do before? Or did he always do Oprah. His... He was on okay. Oprah. I yeah, I don't know if it was late 90s or early 2000s, but he was on Oprah a while, and then oh. he got his own TV show. I'm not sure exactly when, but early 2000s, I think. I feel like a year or so before this. I think his show started in, like, 2002. He's been doing okay. his show for that long? Well, he just stopped. Yeah, I think it was 21 years. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, he just retired. People actually watched it for that long? Me, I'm with you. We, we, we <laughs> should not be wasting any more time talking about Dr. Phil. Well, as I'm certain he's going to be joining us after that uh, rousing ovation, Vitaly, why don't you tell us what we can expect what? next week when we cover the previous episode okay. at season 10, episode 17, and it's called Penny on the Couch. Next week on Frasier, there's going to be a guy <laughs> named Kenny sitting on a couch. Elaborate. Go deeper. They do stuff with Kenny. Give give one oddly specific thing you think will happen with one of the characters. They sit on a couch. They sit on or, a couch. Or, or who do you think Kenny is? Who do you think Kenny is? Wait, wait. Do you do you remember any of the names of any of the characters? Uh, I only know Frasier. <laughs> okay, why is, why is Frasier with a guy named Kenny on a couch? My guess is Kenny's like a long lost relative or something. Comes on, comes out to hang out with him. I don't know. Okay, so okay, a long, okay, a long lost relative, not just a relative, a long. Lo- is that because you only know long lost relatives? All your relatives are cousins who aren't really related to you. No, it's because everything on this show doesn't make any sense, and so that would be something that would be completely out of left field. Well, by the way, Vitaly, I, th- I, I think you have to be on some more episodes. I don't think so. I mean, no. this is this is some guesswork that I think is far more insightful than most of Ryan's. What are you talking about? That will do it for us. Come on, Thanks to Kevin McLeod for our theme music. And thank you, Vitaly, for joining us despite really, really not wanting to. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you all for listening. Probably best if you don't engage with our show on TikTok, Insta, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, but if you want to, it's Reverse Psych Pod. And uh, you don't need to email us, but you can. It's reversepsychpod at gmail.com. And uh, you know what? I think you probably should subscribe, rate, and review, and tell us all how uh, much you enjoyed Vitaly and really rally us to bring him back. So for myself, for Ryan, for Brad, and for Vitaly, best day. Wait, did we do the bank scene? That's that's coming up. Oh, okay. I think. Wait. This is, yeah, yeah, you got it. This is just another. Oh, no, you're right. You're right, you're right Ryan. I, I screwed up. That was my bad. Oh, oh you're right. You're right, actually. Over. I told you you're supposed to be on top of it tonight. Uh. Roz, is com- <laughs> Roz is completely hooked on caviar, and so are, nope. Oh, yeah, I did do, okay, sorry, I'm getting myself confused again. Oh, boy. Roz. Kurt, Kurt buddy. Let's hear, together. Let's hear this for the eighth time. Nope. No, no name this is really close to that. Really? Even, even I know they went to the store. Yes, this is when they go back. This is when they go back to the store. We're like three scenes from that. Yes, yes we are. Oh my gosh, my my! I, wow, Curtis, get it together. I need at least your C minus game tonight, please. I genuinely don't know how that happened. Are you good now? I'm still trying to figure out where we are and where I wound up. Oh. <laughs> Brad? No, wait, do I start with Vitaly? I never remember how this works. Do I start with Vitaly? Yes. yes, start with Vitaly. What is wrong with you?